My name is Dana Alston. You're listening to the Emerald Podcast Network. Here are the four biggest stories from the past week. On Thursday, University of Oregon students marched on campus to protest sexual assault for Take Back the Night. Then, a former student is convicted of coercion following an incident at a campus area party. Further, starting in fall 2017, students are now required to decide on a major by their sophomore year. And on Monday night, a man on hallucinogens was tased, sorry, he was tasered, and arrested by police near campus. And after that, stick around to the end because we're going to talk about commencement. Today is Saturday, April 29. You're listening to the Daily Emerald Weekly News Wrap-Up. I'm Emerson Malone. I'm a podcast editor with the Daily Emerald. And I'm Will Campbell. I'm a news editor with the Daily Emerald. And I'm Alec Cowan, and I am the opinion editor with the Daily Emerald. Our lead story today comes from Thursday night. UO students marched on campus for Take Back the Night. This is the 39th year that the march, intended to raise awareness of sexual assault and support survivors of sexual violence, has taken place on the UO campus. Natalie Wake Gibson and Will Campbell reported the story. Will, you attended the protest on Thursday evening. What can you tell us about what happened? So around nightfall, um, students flooded into the the EMU amphitheater, um, planning on on making speeches and telling stories about sexual assault and violence and and really just trying to raise awareness. Um, A lot of people filtered in and out, and a lot of people walking by also received some of this message too. But uh, a group of of students called the UO Mujeres uh, painted their faces like skulls to symbolize um, survivors of sexual assault. Um, and to raise awareness for sexual assault as well. So after the speeches, um, the group marched to downtown Eugene, and a lot of bystanders saw the speech, and a couple of people um, pulled me aside and asked what was going on, and I was able to, to enlighten them on that, and they, oh, okay. And so just, you know, that, that's the entire point of the of the march, is for people to raise awareness and just know that this group of people is upset about this issue. Um, so just having that idea in people's head for that brief moment is kind of the idea. And you were recording all of this on Periscope, which I was following religiously. That's right. I, I started three Periscopes and just kind of to get the peak and just for, it's really for people who weren't able to attend and just experience what it was like. There was a drum line in the back of the of the march leading it. Um, there were about 300 people, maybe 500. It's very hard for me to determine crowd sizes, so I'd give it that range in that, but it took about two. It took up about two blocks. Um, one of the most interesting things that was also unexpected was that in the middle of a march, a, a flash mob sprung up. A group of twenty middle-aged women. They're dressed in uh, workout gear and pink scarves. They began this flash mob in the parking lot near the marchers. One, a homeless man, actually joined in with the women too. Is very positive, and some of the dancers joined in, but the the crowd. Uh, cheered the loudest when they saw that. And so I was able to talk to one of the, the, the leaders of the, the flash mob, Margot Jennings, who actually turns out is a Olympic track coach, and she's coached some gold medal winners. I didn't find that information out until a little bit later, but they're with a group called Eugene 350, and they dance, and they actually are mainly a, a climate change awareness group. They thought it'd be, a good, it'd be fun to come out here and, and show their skills off and to provide support. It's mentioned in the story a new goal of the UO Women's Center. Could you explain a bit about that? Yeah, so Natalie talked to one of the leaders of the organization through the UO Women's Center who said that one of the big goals was to provide support for non-white and non-cisgender students. And so I think that kind of sprung out of the Women's March, which a lot of people complain was just 
they kind of supported white women and from um, January, right? And all the the hats were pink during that march, and I think it, some people felt excluded from that. So a big goal of this was to promote diversity. The implication being the women's march only recognized women as people with vaginas, right? Right. And so um, some of the speakers were transgender individuals, and there, there were powerful. Powerful speeches. Our second story from Monday, a former UO student pled guilty to coercion. He has been sentenced to five years probation and 60 days in jail, which he is eligible to serve through an alternative program. Jack Pitcher and Frankie Benitez reported the story. Will, what does coercion mean? It's not a sex crime, but it's a class C felony. Um, And basically what happened, as much as we know, is the student made sexual contact with this woman and instilled fear of possible violent action. That's a direct quote. That's a direct quote. And this happened in January 2016. So the student named Daniel Ennis, he was 20 years old. He was a student during the fall 2015 and winter 2016 terms. He's required to complete a sexual offender treatment, but he's not required to register as a sex offender. It's kind of like a middle ground between sexual assault and actual consensual sexual relations coercions in the gray area yeah so the student who pled guilty that happened this week and also fell right in line with the take back the night protest so these things are not disconnected it's important that people pay attention our third story students will now have to declare majors as sophomores on wednesday the uo faculty senate voted nearly unanimously that students will have to declare a major by spring of their sophomore year as of now a student could declare a major at any point in their college career including their senior year and now full-time students will be expected to declare a major at the end of their second year at the uo or more specifically during the fourth week of their sixth term of enrollment the new policy along with a bunch of other new policies and higher tuition but a nice clean new emu begins fall 2017. So students have to declare majors as sophomores or what, Alec? It's been decided that students who fail to declare a major by the end of their second year will actually be blocked from registration and required to see an advisor. Uh, These advisors will either help them choose a major or will give them an exception. And this is done through a PIN number that advisors will give students that allows them to register. One student, Jared Umenhofer, voted against the policy. He was concerned the new policy would coerce students to pursue a major before they are actually ready to do so. And what else did the faculty senate do during this meeting? Well, the Senate also voted to get rid of what's called the Y grade, and that's a grade that instructors give a student who never turned in any work and never attended any of their classes. The Senate actually voted to eliminate the Y grade because there has actually been some confusion and misuse surrounding the Y grade. Senate President Bill Harbaugh said that all Y grades will actually now become just straight Fs. Finally, our last story today on Monday night, a man on hallucinogens was tasered and arrested by police near campus. Will, you reported this story as well. Is it tasered or tased? Well, it's definitely tasered, but I think tased sounds better. Anyway, tasered is derived from Thomas A. Swift's electric rifle. So it's actually an acronym. So it is definitely not tased, and it is with a capital T, and is with an S. Okay, thank you, Aaron Sorkin. Anyway, we got reports of heavy police activity around 18th and Kincaid, on Monday night, I showed up to the scene and um, there were about six or seven cops crammed in the corner of this apartment complex and about 30 onlookers in the street. Just So I started asking around. I started piecing the puzzle together and it turns out this guy was, he was running around screaming at people. Um, at one point he asked somebody for drugs 
And when they turned him down, he pushed them, and then those people retreated to their apartments. The guy was scaring people. So the Cahoots folks, which is a free mobile medical clinic, they they were at the scene, and they ended up calling the police. Um, so the police showed up. Police tried to detain the man, and as one officer put it, the fight was on. And so one officer got a, um, some minor injuries, some cuts in the bony bits, as he told me. Um, so it was just some minor injuries. But come, come again? So the one of the officers <laughs> said um, that a police officer was injured in his hands and in his sorry in his elbows and his knees in his bony bits. So anyway, the man they said the man was they believed to be on hallucinogens, either mushrooms or LSD. That was a direct quote from the police. But um, don't do drugs. Well, um, you wrote a piece about commencement, and it's just a barrage of info. Do you want to break it down and explain what the people got to do for a commencement? Yeah. All right. Listen up, people. The last day to apply for your under- undergraduate degree is tomorrow, Sunday, by midnight. And if you don't do that, then you don't get to walk in this graduation ceremony. And also, I, you have to wait another term in order to walk in the graduation ceremony. So basically, you have to wait until December if you don't register by tomorrow. Right. You can't walk in the ceremony unless you register for a degree, but it, that happens to students every year. They forget to do it or something weird happens and they can't walk. But new to this year, you need to register for a seat in the graduation ceremony. Um, and also, each guest needs their own ticket. Each guest needs his or her own ticket to the ceremony, which is new this year. They're filling up Matt Night Arena, so get in early and head out late, because it's going to be a hoot, folks. Was that... You sold it. Yeah? I can't wait to get a ticket. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but the ceremony is on Monday, June 19th at 9.30 a.m. Parking's going to be a real issue, so let your parents know. Are you kidding? There's going to be parking everywhere. And also... Don't even worry about getting a hotel. There are going to be so many free hotel rooms all around Eugene. Yeah. You know, if you want to... Well, I shouldn't be encouraging that. But. <laughs> you want to crash on my couch? <laughs> Set up an Airbnb. Yeah. Yeah. We basically recorded this episode to plug our own Airbnb. <laughs> <laughs> Airbnb is a proud sponsor. <laughs> the Emerald Podcast Network. But, um, yeah, yeah, so... UO plans to stream the graduation ceremony online. So you don't even need a ticket for that. No. You so don't need a ticket for the World Wide Web. You can sit outside Matt Knight Arena with your laptop and, and Pretend watch. like you're there. Right. That's all we have time for today. You can read more about all these stories online at dailyemerald.com. My name is Emerson Malone. I'm Alec Cowan. And I'm Will Campbell. If you'd like to hear more from the Emerald Podcast Network, you can subscribe on iTunes and SoundCloud, or you can listen to these episodes right on the Emerald's homepage at dailyemerald.com. Thanks for listening.